Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Well, how's your week going, my bud? Oh, it's been going great, man. It's It's been good. Uh, the uh, the Being here in Cleveland, we've had the, the big World Series started, and it's uh, been yes. good for the city. So Sad the Blue Jays not, didn't Not make good it. for traffic, but... Yeah. No, no. Yeah, either you got the Republican convention or you got that going on. There you go. Yeah, we had the convention. We had the Cavs winning the the NBA championship. Now it looks like the Indians might um, be doing the same in baseball. At least, at least they're trying. Um, so it's, Cleveland, it's been anyway. a good. It's yeah, it's been a good year for Cleveland. Good. Very cool. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, so Do first, it. I, w- I wanted to start with a warning. Um, if you have a local business and a Google My Business page within uh, uh, Google My Business, <laughs> and uh, if you have one of those, make sure to keep an eye on it. Um, I've got a client who uh, is a tourism client, and I was looking through their data, you know, just doing some reporting and just analysis, and I noticed that when I went to one of uh, his locations, it asked me to confirm a suggested change to their URL. I thought, well, that's really weird. And I looked at the URL. I'm like, there's no way. that went to a, It went to an uh, online travel agency. So the suggestion was to, instead of having it going directly to the client site, it would, it would go to this OTA who, who was selling rooms for this client site. Um, obviously, a conflict of interest and a scam. Um, so I said no. But then I went online and I noticed suggestion or not, they'd already approved it. So for God knows how long this Google My Business profile was sending traffic to an OTA, an online travel agency, uh, to uh, um, which was undercutting my client. It's it's just amazing to me that Google will allow this to happen. Just a suggestion too. Like someone yeah, just suggesting it, it, a change. But, but doesn't it have to be multiple people suggesting it? Or if it just happens one time, does it change? Is there any way to test that? Or have you tested that? I haven't. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that if they did it, good. boy, that would have to be pretty impressive to get a lot of people to suggest that, that one. It would be, to be quite a scam. Yeah. Well, well, I think what would happen is this OTA probably hired a bunch of black hats somewhere, and they put together some kind of network that would do something like that, which is entirely possible. Um, yeah. Well, hmm. David Ivanow, or I'm not sure I ever say his name right, but anyway, he uh, he mentioned that this is happening a lot for London restaurants. So, uh, it, good old black hats, man. They'll find a way. But this is this isn't just getting a ranking. This is fraud. So, so why, well, for London restaurants, is it like is there like reservation services for restaurants? Why would that? Why would you want to change the URL to a restaurant to well, show someone, your menu instead of theirs? Well. <laughs> Yeah, well, who knows? For restaurant, I have no idea. Um, it's a good point. I mean, it, it could be um, ordering online. I don't know. Booking? Yeah, or 
yeah, some of those those services that do online bookings to get a percentage, maybe something like that. You yeah. know, table reservations. Apparently that's, I mean, I don't see that too often here. It's not an area that I have any clients in, but I believe that uh, there's quite a bit of money in that um, table booking system. Right, right. Well, it's 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 a good point to make, though, because I, I, wasn't it not too long ago, Google came out and said, and as well as Bing, that you need to go in and log into your Google My Business page on a regular basis anyway, right? This ties directly into that. You should be in there um, for yourself or your clients at least once a quarter at minimum, but once a month might not be a bad idea just to check it out, review it, make any minor changes that need to be made, get it done. Yeah. Well, this was a real eye-opener for me. I took video of, of how it looked online, and uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get pr- approval to post, post it because I, I think it's very interesting. I think it's something people should see. And you know what? It, it already makes the client angry. Uh, Google doesn't give a damn. But um, all of the list, all the listings below that knowledge panel – this is in the knowledge panel on the right during a search um, – mm-hmm. shows – all the other booking agencies to book with this hotel, not their own system. You know, they don't say first go here to the hotel to book or use these. No, these because they're paying us. Uh, yeah, that's always fun. I, I just think that's underhanded. Very classic. That they, uh, quote unquote, yeah. don't be evil Google garbage. <laughs> they have answer to now. You know how that goes. Well, that's okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm a shareholder, but I, that doesn't mean I want them to act this way you know uh, anyway my all of my four shares <laughs> I, yeah I was, gonna, I was gonna say i'm pretty sure most of google shareholders don't understand how they work nearly as well as you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing to see shares that i don't know what they were what they are now but they were like 100 bucks or something a while back anyway per share it's yeah Okay, uh, another piece. Results happen fast. <laughs> so this is something I don't see this often because Google does quickly. You know, it does take its time to make. Once in a blue moon, we do really get the clients where they just go soaring to the top and really quickly after we've done some optimization. And in this case, that's exactly what happened. And <laughs> it's so human the way they react. I sent them this report and I said, "Look, look at this!" And I was, I was. Very, like, very proud. This is amazing. I mean, really, this is really amazing. And they're like, but why did this one drop? <laughs> there was one phrase that <laughs> dropped. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, thank uh, you, clients. Yes. Just, I mean, they well, have rankings I, within a month that clients I've got would have dreamed of in three or four months. It's stun, stunning. I, I've, I've actually lost a an SEO sale once because the fix we made, we didn't even make the fix. I just mentioned it during the conversation and discovery call and saying, hey, you should fix this. That one fix basically fixed everything and the ranking shot up. They didn't hire us. And they, it was it was blatantly oh. obvious. I would I, I would have felt horrible not saying it, but they had the whole site blocked with the robot stock text, right? Yeah. <laughs> They, oh, I, I told him in the discovery call, I said, you should fix this whether you hire us or not. They fixed it. They had a bunch of rankings like, oh, we're good. Thanks. Bye. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen too. Um, we've had that debate a few times yeah. in house for like, should we tell them? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, they're paying for well, our I, expertise, you know. So here's the question. Do you tell them or not and why? 
I have told them, but I have regretted it sometimes. <laughs> Thinking, you know, I could have got a well, really I, good client out of this. There's always more they can do. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I always tell them, right? If I something like that, something so simple and so basic, I would feel bad personally if you didn't tell them. But there's there, the the good for telling, the bad for telling them is, of course, exactly what we just described. They say, "Oh, good, we're done, we're fixed, we're we're good to go." You know, we're not going to hire you. The good thing about telling them is it shows them immediately that you know what you're talking about and the things that you can do can have an impact on their site. And some of them get it like that and some of them don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen so often anymore, thank goodness. Most design companies that are – and that's usually the, the – the, I'm sorry, design companies, but that's you, you, the the ones that are the culprits are usually the design companies. They've launched these sites and they left the no index on because they had it on while they were doing the design. Um, yep, which <laughs> is the right thing to do while they're designing it. They should have it on there. They just got to remember to take it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what's the other one? There's a there's a few other ones. Well, the redirects that are given. That's one that's even even now is constantly forgotten by design companies, um, and that's mm-hmm. ensuring that when a site's transitioned, that there are 301 redirects put in place from the old URLs to the new URLs. And uh, for those li- newer listeners, 301s are permanent redirects, just saying, hey, this is where it was. This is where it now. Don't get lost. Um, my, my, my biggest gripe about design companies, as long as we're putting down design companies, sorry if any of you are listening, uh, <laughs> is <laughs> when they build a development environment on a subdomain and don't block that from search and they get the development environment indexed and then launch the site and they basically now have two versions of the site launched, one in the development environment and one in the live domain, and and they won't they won't get rid of it and they find uh, you on – drives me nuts. Yeah, and especially when they both start ranking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear God. I've actually got a client right now who is telling me that um, – and she's a uh, – she sell she um, sort of a boutique uh, hotel uh, – what the heck would you call them? Um, I'm losing the words for you right, right now. Uh, she books uh, chal- chalets is not the right word anyway in Italy. What do they call those? Anyway. Um, really nice places in Italy, and <laughs> she 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 got this new job or uh, this new client. Or God, what is with me today? Okay, <laughs> she got this vendor. You need who some had this amazing platform. They were going to build a site for it. It's been almost two years now, and they're not done. Oh my goodness! And they've actually deprecated the platform that she's being built on, and they won't upgrade her unless she pays more. They haven't even launched it. That's ridiculous. I, it makes me speechless, the stuff I hear about. I, I just I can't conceive of it. Um, oh, on another note, I, I found like the the Trump of uh, SEOs out there. Uh, this guy is a genius. I'm not going to mention names, of course, but uh, – SEO champion? No. Although this guy, uh, I think uh, he, he could give him a, a – re- why don't uh, while you take on the next bit, I'm going to quickly find his his resume and I'll read off <laughs> the initial bit. You're going to love it. <laughs> All right, great. So for those, okay, while you're doing that, for those of you who didn't notice, you you might not have noticed because it was very quickly. Um, uh, Google Search Console actually went 404 uh, earlier in the week. It was gone for everybody. You went there. It was a 404 page. Um, I had Barry actually 
posted it on Facebook, um, and, and like twenty, I saw it like twenty-seven, twenty-seven minutes after he posted it, went and checked it, it was back up for me. So I don't think it was down for very long, uh, but it was actually down completely, which is scary when a whole big chunk of Google can go four hundred four on you. That's uh, kind of weird. To me, the, the interesting thing was they've got a really plain, basic 404 page. they they got a whole doodle team. At least they could do is make a cool 404 page, but it, it yeah. wasn't. It, okay. it was really nasty. It's just a plain, basic, server-generated 404 page. I'm like, come on, okay. guys. I can't, I can't wait to share this with you. Okay, so this – All right, all right, this, all right. <laughs> I got this resume sent to me, and we've just been having a blast. I wasted way too much time this morning laughing. But anyway, <laughs> um, I actually think that it's rank brain, and someone has fed the Trump personality into rank brain and then told it to create a resume. Um <laughs> Talking about pulling himself. Okay, so this is the title: Uh, superstar, virtual assistant, WordPress guru, digital marketer, web developer, social media manager, SEO specialist, graphic designer, and content writer. Then this is his write-up: a 21st-century digital guru who has the knowledge, skills, passion, and experience to boost your company's performance and amplify your services. A high-caliber expert who offers digital services and solutions that will propel your business beyond the competition. A top-notch trailblazer who utilizes innovative, creative, and effective marketing strategies and campaigns that will skyrocket the branding and conversions, thereby bolstering customers' loyalty and advocacy. An unrivaled professional with service deadlines, dealing with competitive and complicated tasks, solving perplexing dilemmas, following instructions satisfactorily, being willing to learn passionately and undergo training enthusiastically, if needed, and guaranteeing customer satisfaction. If needed. <laughs> if needed. Love it. I love it. So, so I, honestly, as you're reading that, I, I'm translating it into my head into the movie trailer announcer voice, and I'm visioning explosions in the background. <laughs> Action scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've actually connected. I wanted to. I tried to connect with him on Skype because I got to talk to this guy. I just got to see. <laughs> it's like, oh god, S- sounds like sounds like Scott's got some competition. Oh, oh no! I told Scott he's our new CEO. He's reporting to him. <laughs> oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. nice. Um, and then on his page. Um, I went to, he actually lists his, uh, one of his businesses. <laughs> God. Anyway, it's his service page. He said, and, and, and it's just f- fabulous. You know the answer to what you've been looking for, world-class services and premium solutions. We are a one-stop shop company. All your digital and tactical is going on. You know what? Each one of his paragraphs, he ends with your penny will not be wasted or you will not be left behind or at the end, you will not be betrayed. <laughs> you know what this is? The, this this is some computer science PhD's um, project to create an AI to 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 build this personality based on like a you know a, a uh, what was that TV show about the old admin style SEO that's what it is it's a, it's AI generated guaranteed. So, there's no one that's confident and and that's just like that isn't like that's the resume. You should actually see his his Upwork profile. Fabulous, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> I think I think I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> <laughs> it is tremendous. <laughs> anyway, wonderful, oh. wonderful content this morning. Uh, laughing at that, the Trump, the, the Trump of SEO. Yeah. yeah.
I mean, he, the thing I'll give him credit for is he's got fantastic reviews. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of bluster. Anyway. Uh, that much, that much, I don't know what to call it in his resume. <laughs> what are the odds those reviews are real? <laughs> well, it, I guess it depends. Is Upwork easy to fake? I don't know. But those reviews are there. I don't know. You, uh, interesting. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and come back in a serious tone and talk about uh, hacking and phishing. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Literature is taking over Miami streets. Between November 13th and the 20th, downtown Miami will transform into a full week celebration of the literary arts. More than 500 plus authors are coming to share their new work at the 2016 Miami Book Fair. The porch is open every evening, complete with a full schedule of live music and performances a farmer's market and cafe, food trucks, craft beer, and more. For more information on the 33rd Miami Book Fair, November 13th to the 20th at Miami-Dade College's Wolfson Campus in downtown Miami, call 305-237-3258 or visit miamibookfair.com. Follow Miami Book Fair on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Miami Book Fair. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So this is interesting. It really astonishes me just to what levels black hats will go to. Uh, This is... So hacking and phishing... uh, uh, This isn't even black hat. This is just plain fraud. But hackers and phishers are using Google AMP to disguise malicious links. So, you know, when you, you, you might get a link by email and it says, uh, uh, I don't know, it says whatever, but you look at the URL, you know it's fake. Well, right. you, if what where hackers are doing or fishers is they're taking their page and they're putting AMP code on it so that Google converts it into AMP, throws it into their system, and then what do, Google does is it provides a Google URL within search that's AMPed. It's their own system delivering the content. Well, they take that URL and put it in their email messages, and it looks authentic because it's got Google.com in it. It does ultimately <laughs> turn out wrong in the end, but it is so sneaky. I, I just – I was pretty amazed by it. I, anyway, yeah. you've got to be watching out now. There's some really sneaky stuff going on, and uh, – you know, people, it says here, this was uh, Jennifer Slag that wrote this, I believe. Um, 
Many publishers have not been happy about Google using their own Google.com URLs for hosting AMP content. Um, I'm not sure that was written right. I, I guess what's happening is Google is using Google's URLs for hosting their content, and that's why they're not happy about it because I guess it doesn't have the branding. But you'd think they'd kind of like it from the bandwidth perspective. Google's handling all that. There's no cost. Well, part of the problem is people aren't doing AMP correctly, right? People are just either using a plugin or something. And, what, and a lot of what happens is since since AMP pages are preloaded on the page and they just show up, um, there's way too many AMP pages that are stripped clean of all kinds of stuff, including ways to get to the rest of the site. So people aren't getting a lot of the benefit they would get from AMP if they had like the regular page and all their navigation and everything they normally would have on it because they're not doing AMP correctly. So I think that's part of the problem with the, the dissatisfaction is the, some of the publishers are dissatisfied because they haven't figured out how to do it right yet. Yeah, and I also know one thing they don't like, and that is just how nasty it looks. Um, <laughs> you know, they spent so much money to make it look pretty, and they don't like how it turns out. It's basically bland, but that's the why it's delivering so quickly. It's it's just because it's it was designed. Well, it's not necessarily bland because of AMP. It's bland because when they strip out all the bells and whistles on their page and get it down to the core content. It's it's bland because their site is bland without all the bells and whistles. If it's a good design, if it's a good um, user experience, it's not going to be bland and amp. I actually haven't looked this up because at the beginning it was – well, it was the beginning. There wasn't a lot of examples out there. Have you seen attractive-looking amp pages? I like ours. Yeah? All right. Yeah, you have to send me those <laughs> links. I'd like to check yeah. it out. I haven't seen a nice one. I've only seen just pretty much bare-bones content. Which makes sense to me. I thought that's all it would ever be, like 1995 again. I mean, and, and define bare bones, right? Because you can have a very good-looking page that's not cluttered, that's that's not got all kinds of you know bells and whistles on it. That's very clean. I mean, there's a difference between clean and bland, right? There's yeah, clean. Well, I'm talking good like design just work. text, an image or two, and links. That's pretty much what I'm seeing in AMP. Well, you take the. You take the next topic and I'll I search right. for it. You can go see one of our pages with. Hold on a second. All right. Well, ironically, this is the one that uh, you brought in there, though. So you're going to have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, then so go there. the next. Well, then give me a <laughs> fine. <laughs> you can find it after. <laughs> yep, I'm finding it right now. Hold on. I got it. All right. All right. <laughs> so are, are you on a – so – if you, if you go to a, I am in front device, of a computer. Yes. <laughs> what? No, I, I was asking if you're in front of a mobile device. No. Right? Yes, of course. Oh. Uh, of course, the freaking amp stuff isn't showing up right now in my mobile device. Even. <laughs> Dang. Oh, you guys aren't doing it right. <laughs> no, there's no amp showing up. I mean, oh. none of the none of the stuff is amp. That's crazy. Okay, we'll do that later. I'll show you some good ones. <laughs> we tried. We tried. We tried. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So here, I saw the, I saw this I saw this article and honestly it was a uh, it was a paid paid content on search engine land. So it was basically a couple paragraphs and then a link to to the other sites as download or white paper. But the topic to me was really interesting, right? Because I've run across this a lot. And basically the topic of this page was successful SEO starts with the right budget. Right. So how many times have you been involved in a client, Ross, where 
you look at this client and there's tons of stuff that needs to happen and and it's it takes time and work and energy and resources to get that stuff done but the client's like no i only have about half of what you need to get this stuff done uh, right I would how say do you about talk 99% of the time yeah so how how do you talk to clients how do you have that conversation with a client um to really say okay look SEO is tied to this work. You're not going to have success unless we can do this work, and this work costs this amount of money, right? And so it's one of those things where even as an SEO um, practitioner, a lot of people will say, okay, I'm going to build a program that costs, you know, that people can afford, that only has these some deli- these deliverables, I'm going to be able to sell it to all my local businesses where I'm at, or I'm just doing link building, or I'm just doing this. Um and it's not going to be as successful for the client as it would be if it was a full-scale SEO program. But there's budget requirements. There's budget considerations that need to happen, right? How do you have that conversation with the client, especially if they're on the, they're getting? I think I think the last time I heard, uh, most small businesses in the United States. I don't know about Canada, but in the United States, get on average between twenty and thirty phone calls a month selling digital marketing services to them. Mm-hmm. That's on average, right? That's one a day. And they're, they're, most of these are going to be people that are just – there's plenty of companies in the United States that have giant call centers with people who are just calling, selling these automated programs. They churn or burn these clients. They sign them up for a, like a $200 a month SEO program. What can you do to help a business for $200 a month? The client doesn't know this. The, the business doesn't know this when they first get these calls, and they think that's what it costs. And it just drives me nuts that we have to, to compete with that and that people don't – it's hard to convince people or hard to explain to people that the work they need to have done on their sites isn't that cheap. What have you told people, Ross? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um Oftentimes, I'm dealing with budgets which don't give me a lot of flexibility, even if I wanted to. <laughs> so, okay, so there's two different ways I go about it. One is, okay, first I might push a little bit. I say, look, you know, we can get you the results you want. I, I really believe we can. However, what you're asking us to do is 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 going to require a bigger budget. Now, this is something we can scale. Like this is that's usually how I approach it. Let's let's work this and and try and get you some initial work coming in so you can at least ramp up and see some money coming and then start throwing some more money at it. I try and work it in that way so that they can, they build trust, right? That's the thing. I find it's the trust at the beginning. They're just not trust trusting us. And, and that's mostly because of those buggers that are phoning, phoning and providing garbage work. Um, then there's the other situations where I simply know they're not going to have a budget like that until we get them something. Cause oftentimes they're in such a position that, they just need business. And in those circumstances, I just say, all right, well, let's try and go for some lower hanging fruit. You know, I have to. Um, now, that's the difference between me and, and, and you, I'd imagine, because you're dealing with some larger clients. I deal with small, medium business. I know you do some of that, but you're mostly, I imagine you get bigger ones. And, and it's a little easier, perhaps, to get it out of the bigger ones. Um, still a lot of work, though, I bet. What do you do? So, so this goes to... You know, with the larger clients, it's not so much about whether they have the budget; it's how they want to spend the budget. They want to be able to go in and say, "Okay, you know, let's." They have different 
different teams hitting them or different types of marketing initiatives that they're trying to go after. Over on this hand, they've got something like pay-per-click or audience targeting or some other kind of online marketing effort that will give them instant results, that will give them really detailed metrics on those results and how their money was spent and how effectively it was spent. And on our hand, they've got SEO that takes a long time. There's no, not as clear a picture of how the money they're spending is working, right? The idea is, okay, how do you convince them to go with SEO versus something that they get immediate results and have a real clear, clear picture of metrics. That's my biggest challenge when it comes to, you know, showing executives or larger clients the value of the long-term value of SEO as, as compared to this, you know, direct immediate impact short-term value. That's my, that's when it comes to SEO, that's, that's the challenge I'm facing. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the ones we had recently was, uh, well, it was, to put it simply, a failure. We don't get them very often. But in this case, it was because they they put out the impression that they had a long-term strategy, the long-term expectation for, for results. But they obviously didn't – I don't know what they were thinking. We did this fairly uh, significant initial optimization and uh, even got them set up with uh, a social media team, I mean, they were really putting out the box, getting it done right. And we were really excited to work with them. These guys seem to know what they're doing. And then, what, three months down the road, they're like, why haven't we got results? Why and, and, and in this case, they hadn't done anything that they'd been told. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, which, and they were critical. We made sure they knew that at the beginning. This was critical. They needed to do this. And then they just disappeared. The site went down. They just ran out of money. I'm like, how do you do that? With, uh, inexplicable. <laughs> the site went down? You know? Yeah, everything. Wow. It's so, just like, how do you not plan? Uh, anyway, I, I was speechless, the whole thing. So so here's my general approach when I'm dealing with this, this competition with other digital products. Um, you know, I, I start with trying to, to help the executives or the, the, the clients understand that their website is the only thing that their business will ever really, truly own online. Everything mm-hmm. else, every other type of marketing technique, whether it be social, whether it be audience targeting, pay-per-click and search engines, that's all That's all space that you're leasing online from somebody else. You will never have complete control of it. It all belongs to somebody else. And, and your website is your property online. And if you're going to build equity in your business online, you know, it's good to use these other channels as well to, to build equity out there, but you've got to invest in the one piece of property you own on the internet. You've got to invest in the way to invest that is through SEO. That's the way you're going to build this equity long-term. It, it, it might, it's not going to show immediate results, but those results that it does start showing are in the form of long-term equity. When you build content, that content does not go away when the budget gets turned off. It's going to be on that website forever, unlike a PPC ad or a, an advertising banner. That's long-term development of a website is going to give you returns for for as long as your website's online. And and that when you phrase it like that from an equity tied to properties, um, those executives tend to connect with it a little bit better. It helps helps make that sale. Slash <laughs> pitch, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Sometimes it's internal, right? Sometimes you have to convince your boss that you need budget that they want to put in developing a new widget for the site, right? Those conversations have to happen sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, It's, it's, it's easily something we could probably talk an hour and just riff about. I mean, it's, I, uh, 
Yeah, I deal with it so, so, so much. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. But uh, anyways, so, so, I guess we did technically begin. But, but but to go back to your point earlier of building that trust, right? And and that trust comes by doing some work and getting results. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you showing not just SEO results, but connecting those results to business results for your clients? So how do you show that this org- the organization the organic search that we're building for you is having an impact on your business, not just your website. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, um, we start with baby steps. We, we, first they get the first they just get to work with us as soon as they they get to work with us, they start to see the competency level. And that's something that you can't fake. Next, um, we start to increase organic search and they start to see that follow that with actual conversions they're much happier. So how, do you, Thanks. how do you track actual conversions from organic search? That's a, that's where it always gets tricky for me because there's that's not an easy solution in most cases. Yeah. Well, in many cases, we can create a baseline based on what they've told us their average sales are in a given month. Okay. Well, let's mutually agree that this is where you have set your high bar. Or this is where you have been at at the most. We're going to try and beat that and get past it. Um, and um, if, if there's limited ways to track it, that's the best way we've done. Because um, frankly, a lot of our clients, we've tried in the past to get them to take notes about where this business came from. How did they find them? Good luck. I mean, most things these days will say Google or most things or they'll say search or they'll say something. And that's helped so much more to all those now. I mean, they, well, what type of search? Was it paid? Was it? It's just it's endless. And, and let's let's be clear for our, our, our newer listeners or people just getting into the field. When we talk about conversions on a website, especially conversions coming from organic search, the idea is, okay, on your website, you have a specific task you want a visitor to complete, whether it be filling out a form. Um, uh, you know, buying a product if it's an e-commerce site, uh, making a f- specific phone, calling a specific number. Those are considered conversions on your website. There's a very specific task you want someone to do that's going to drive business. With you know, and, and there's different ways to track those depending on mm-hmm. what type of conversions that business is actually using. If it's a if it's a sale on a, of an e-commerce product, that's pretty easy. Your platform will will show you you know the sales, and you should be able to tie that into Google Analytics and find out. A you know exactly what path they came into and where they went through the site to, to get to that point where they had a sale. Um, forum fills kind of the same way with Google Analytics. You connect me is phone calls, and unfortunately, mm. tons of businesses still rely heavily on getting phone calls from their website. And the problem with phone calls isn't so much you know tracking where they came from because you know that phone number if it's the same phone number they use on their business cards, you got a problem there. Um, that business has a problem anyway. But the, the problem with it is there's many of these small businesses have no way to track the phone call they got to a sale they made based on that phone call. The back-end systems of the business itself go dark at that point. Mm-hmm. So there, it's really hard to connect that. And there, there are some platforms out there now that are starting to do organic search call tracking where it'll replace the number on the website uh, with a brand new call tracking number if it's an organic search visit so you can actually track it that way which is which is becoming more and more helpful but you still have that problem of the back-end systems not being able to complete that tracking all the way through to the sale yeah it's it's not not an easy uh 
issue. I, I feel that uh, like a lot of our dentists for First Dot Dentist, uh, the company that we do dental marketing for, they they uh, they just don't have the time. And if they do take note of it, again, it's search. Uh, maybe they found them online. Uh, that's about the most they get out of it. And that, you know, we may be doing pay-per-click marketing. We may be doing cert, organic search. They don't know which one's truly sitting in the business. They don't know if it's Google My Business. They don't know uh, a whole number of things. Thankfully, one thing I do really appreciate, though, about Google My Business Insights is that they show phone calls um, based on to click-to-call option. So there's something there, a little data. I, I tell you, I squeeze all out. <laughs> I get as much data as I can out of all these reporters, reports and send them to the clients and say, look, this is working. Um, I will, I won't, I'll look at everything. And I will put it all together in a report. They take me a long time, almost 45 minutes to do a, a good report for a client to an hour based on – and this is on a monthly basis. Um, it's – and that's – yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, anyways, let's uh, take a quick break. and we come back, we have some questions from the community. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we have a first uh, question here from Advet, I believe. Advet? I don't know. Tom. Um, he, said it, <laughs> he, said it, he said on the Google Plus community that it rhymes with advice. Oh, I, did he? I couldn't oh. figure Yeah, but I can't figure out how that works. Advite. So I, I, it's probably that's probably how it is. Advite. Yes. Yes. All right. So far away. So um, he was asking. He, th- he thinks it's an easy question. Um, says we're now changing the title of some of our pages on our WordPress site. Um, is it okay for the pages to keep the same URL, or is it better to update the URL so they match the new page title? Um, he says, if I remember right, it would need to create a 301 redirect if I change the URLs, which is correct. Um, would changing the URLs by adding 301s hurt SEO? He says also, P.S., the new page titles will closely match the content of the pages. 
So there was actually a really good conversation on in our community. A number of people chimed in to help on this one, which was great. But I but I thought we'd bring it up on air too because uh, a lot of people don't get to our community pages that often. And I thought it was a pretty good question. So what's your thoughts, Ross? Well, I'd say you know it on the surface it's quite simple. Um, there's always little bits and pieces. On the surface, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much unless, and this is where it becomes less simple, unless the URL, um, you know, using the same URL obviously shows a disconnect to the content um, that I'd look at it. Um, I don't know who else does. It's hard to tell. But if the URL says complete, something completely different than the content, um, that could probably look bad, uh, not only from a user's perspective, but. Uh, potentially from a click-through perspective and, and whether or not they stay there. How much does Google put a weight on it? I doubt if there's very much at all anymore. But uh, it, it, if there's if it's totally the opposite of what the content is on the page, then I would definitely change it and then, yes, use 301s. I'm, I'm kind of simple yeah, in my answers, but I think that's the simplest way to go. Uh, the Google doesn't use keywords in the URL as a relevancy signal at all anymore. Yeah. Um, so, so from that perspective, you know, it doesn't matter. I agree with you that if it's if it's could be confusing to a user, then you might want to change them. But he does say in his PS that the page titles will still closely match the content of the page, which to me sounds like that's not going to be an issue. Um, I I agree with what you first said. I'd say don't change anything. Don't don't mess with the URLs. Mainly because a three or we. The 301 redirects aren't going to cause you any issues if you include them from a search perspective, first of all. Um, but if you're going to change those URLs, you basically open yourself up for some type of potential human error happening. You know, um, you mistype one of them. Now you got a problem. Uh, something happens with the 301 redirects when you're trying to do that. You're adding a lot of time and effort and work that you have to do that isn't really going to provide any real tangible value. Um, and you're opening yourself up for the potential to errors when you don't really need to. In, in my mind, it's just safer all across the board just to leave them as is. One of the things I'd like to know too is, and again, this is a bit out of my wheelhouse, but um, as I understand, I was reading about this yesterday, uh, HT access files where most of these redirects are placed, of course, we're talking Linux here, um, They, if you have a lot of them, it does slow the load time of a page. Um, it, it's not a good thing. I mean, they're very inefficient HD yeah. access files. So you, you, that's something to consider. So too. I will. I, I will tell you, Ross. The definition of a lot I've I've run across this. You have to be closing in on ten thousand lines of code in that HD access to to actually have it start slowing down a page. Okay. It takes a huge, huge, huge HD access file to have that kind of impact. Good to know. Like I say, not in my wheelhouse so much. Not something I've run into, but uh, it was an interesting read. So I'm glad to hear yeah. that. That. Uh, and, and some people, some people actually say you can. There's a way to disable even using the HT access, um, and that can have an improvement as well. I, I like reading about page speed improvement. Would be probably be like a few milliseconds. <laughs> but uh, hey, whatever. Yeah, right? I, I think it's easier and and, and better because HT access allows you to use. Um, different types of code like you could put an asterisk in so you know an asterisk like it would work in in most places means anything beyond this point fits you know mm -hmm. there's different variables you can add into the hdx because codes wild cards so if you can learn to use those effectively and reduce 100 redirects down to two because you used the wild cards it's a way to make an hdx file more you're trying to just block it 
Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, next question comes from our awesome uh, I, I manager. I don't know a lack of word here uh, for our the SEO community. Moderator. Thank you. Wow. I need more sleep. Okay. So it's, what, uh, it's one of those days, isn't it? It is. Well, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to blame my sweet little girl. She woke me up a few times in the night wanting cuddles. Well, it was very cute, but hard to sleep. <laughs> anyway, man, five-year-old getting sappy. Now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> he says, I've recently been asked about SEO entities. And whilst this post from Bill Slosky is great starting point, I don't know enough about this subject to comment. Can you explain what SEO entities are and how we should be considering the concept when writing articles? Okay, so Bill Slosky did reply, actually. He says, hi, Mark. Named entities are specific people, places, and things, and it's possible to collect facts about each of them. Uh, I don't know. I Honestly, I, I think SEO can get to a crazy level of detail that I don't really find necessary with most of my clients. Entities is something I just consider something you write logically when you're writing. Um, so I, I haven't considered it a lot. It's an element of rank brain. It's an element of the Google uh, algorithms. Um, they're looking at entities to try and find patterns. These patterns are what help them to identify uh, ways con- uh, particular ideas and concepts are connected to each other. Uh, it's it gets into heady stuff. How else? I don't know. Do you think this is really important to the smaller businesses and, and basic listeners out there, John? Probably not from the the SEO one on one perspective, not at all. But the the thing to, to consider when it comes to entities is it really ties into the the knowledge seeing over on the the right hand side of the search results these days. A lot of times you're not going to see a knowledge panel result unless the search query is about an entity type. And think about it because an entity, you know, one of the things that was listed by Bill is a person, right? People, mm-hmm. places, and things, right? A person. Well, okay, let's take LeBron James. He's an entity, but he's many entities. He's LeBron James. He's a basketball player. He's a man. Um, He's a Clevelander, right? So there's different things that you can define LeBron James as that are all separate entity types, okay? Mm -hmm. So so, so that's kind of where it gets really tricky and highly complicated when they're talking about how to use write for an entity, how do you – you know, how does the algorithms um, collect data around an entity? It can get very complex very quickly. Um, <clears throat> but but I, but I think you're right. You know, from the basic SEO standpoint, it's not something you really have to worry about. Um, most small businesses, the, the main entity they should be worried about is their brand so that when someone searches for their brand, you get a knowledge panel over on that side that has more information directly about the business. Um, and that entity usually comes pretty quickly. Um, and, and if you don't have one, really the, 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 the reason you probably don't have one is because there's not, you don't have enough presence overall online, whether it be in social or your backlink profile or your brand mentions on other websites for Google to have gathered enough data to identify you as an entity. And if you're and it's not so much about writing a specific piece of content to talk, it's about that overall picture of your business and, and your authority. information about it. Your authority. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our wonderful all encompassing word. I love that word authority. It's there's so many things <laughs> <Yes>. in SEO. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, no, yes, it's a great it question, Mark. Don't be wrong. I, I, I don't want to downplay it. I think it's very interesting, and it's certainly something that uh, John and I would probably love talking with you over uh, uh, some 
some importance. I, <laughs> I, I, I say this all the time, but we need to get Mark on this show. We really I do. I know. I Mark, keep saying it too. Reach out to one or both of us and let's get this scheduled if you're listening today. Just remind us. Remind us because we're yes. horrible at this stuff. But we, we'd love to get you on and just shoot the, you know what? <laughs> Have some fun. Uh, I'm sure you got lots to share, uh, especially uh, moderating our community of crazies. No, I mean, Wonderful, smart people, and yeah, <laughs> we do. We do have some. We have some amazing people. We do. We do. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's growing in leaps and bounds. So that's pretty awesome. Well, with that said, thank you very much for joining us today. The uh, <laughs> it was one of those days where you have to excuse me. I just don't seem to have words, but uh, I think we ended up with some good content. <laughs> if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. You can also eat up forth.com or reach John via Twitter at John Carcut. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 